Good afternoon. Uh, welcome to the Clubhouse Golf Monthly uh, Monday Lunchtime Golf, of course, chat. Uh, I'm Tom Clark. I'm joined by Nick Bonfield. Hi, Nick. Good day to you all. <laughs> Quite. Uh, we'll talk about Nick's amazing tennis uh, match uh, <laughs> yesterday. He's described it already. Really sounds sounds a classic. What about my bowling score as well? No, we, no? Well, we, well, we can do that as well. Two o six. 206, is that good temping bowling? What's your best uh, temping bowling score ever? Is it better than 206? Uh, I want lots of people to say yes. And also on my right, I've got David Taylor. Hello. Who's fresh from a uh, glorious uh, family holiday abroad, which yeah. ended in disaster. Didn't well, it? No, it started in disaster. It's just, uh, yeah, three kids under six in the tent. So, could <laughs> what, you, what could go wrong? Could, good to be back at work. Anyway. Indeed, I bet, I bet. So, um, We've got a few things to chat about. Firstly, of course, it is, uh, just to say what's happening, is that it's the USPGA this week, uh, which is, of course, the final major of the season. And for anyone who's wanting to watch it live, you can watch it live this uh, week, even if you haven't got Sky Sports, because it's live on BBC TV. Is that a good thing? Uh, it, yes. Not when it's hidden behind the red button, though. It, well, there is that. There is a few issues. How will the, the coverage won't be as good as Sky Sports? Probably, I think they're just taking the feed from America. I'm not sure if they're going to have their own commentators or not. We'll find uh, out. I, I disagree a bit with Nick here. You know, I think having golf, major golf, free to air, can only be a good thing. You know, yeah, I'm not no sure one's going to stumble on it because it's hidden behind the well, red button. I mean, people who want I get it. the argument for people stumbling on it and then being enthralled by it, but not if it's behind the red button. Just uh, straight away, John Fennick has said he scored 257. That's magnificent. That's, that's Many years man. ago in Germany. It's well, not professional. It's not professional well standard. But well done. Well done. I'm glad one that's person has said that they've been. How many strikes? Performance into perspective. <laughs> okay, let's not get it. Yeah, but um, no, I think it's I think it's great that it's on BBC. Uh, it is a shame it's hidden a little bit. I know there is live coverage. I think from nine or ten o'clock at the week. Ten o'clock. I haven't yeah. seen a massive amount. of... Well, actually, being away camping has probably not helped that, but um, not much publicity. There hasn't. There hasn't. There has been on the Golf Monthly website, of course, um, keeping you up to date with everything golf. But uh, I do wish that there was a few more adverts out there saying Mm. people you can watch the golf because I think it's a big blow to Sky Sports, especially after just launching a dedicated. Yeah, I mean, we hear they're in discussions over the Masters rights. They've lost the PGA rights. It's not a great start for them, is it? Yeah. But um, well, well, we'll wait and see how how that all goes. I don't think they've officially lost the market. They haven't officially, but I know they're in discussions with BT, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Augusta. The ashes yeah. are on the uh, side. The ashes are on BT as well, aren't they? Yeah. So okay. there's, there's, it's interesting to see. Hopefully, I mean, I think the more golf we can get on terrestrial TV, the better. Gaz Ben has come and said, uh, two fifty seven. That's my score for eighteen holes. LOL. <laughs> what we've done there. Um, so a few things we're going to chat about. We've already had a little bit of a, a chat about USPJ. We'll come on to that again later on. Firstly, I think we need to chat about Hideki Matsuyama. I'm waiting for Greg Hollis to uh, comment straight away. Uh, he was superb over the weekend. Shot incredible 61 yesterday to win the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Um, is he going to win again this week? He's a man who often wins in batches, isn't he? I mean, he won four times in quick succession earlier this year. The course sets up nicely for him, Quail Hollow. I mean, that's one of the. I think that's probably the second best round of the year behind Brandon Grace's. And you could argue that the conditions were easier at Birkdale. So what are you saying, Matsuyama's was the second best? Well, it's a really difficult. Well, I know. I think Matsuyama also had. I think which was different to Grace was Grace was. Gracie's round was in the third round and he was miles back. There wasn't really any pressure yeah. on him. He just knew, look, if I shoot low, then great. When Matsuyama was actually was winning a tournament 
uh, and a, a big, big tournament, you know, yeah. at WGC. And he just kept going, didn't he? Kept his foot on the throttle and you know, blew everyone else away. It was, yeah. it was incredible. I know, I know some of the leaders didn't play that well. Peter's shot one over, but there was a few guys... Plenty of people big. making early birdies, though, weren't yeah. there? Mm. Yeah. But Matsuyama, his last 20 starts, nine times in the top two with six wins since November. Impressive. Yeah. That's it. I mean, impressive. he started the season phenomenally, and people said he actually he tailed away a bit, but that yeah. included finishing second at the US Open. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think tailing, when tailing away means <laughs> yeah. you're finishing 12th. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, it shows yeah, how well you're playing. But um, I think he's got a good chance this week again at Quail Hollow. He's, I think he's not really fancied that much. He's, he's 15, 16 to 1. Wow. Do we think, is he going to be one of these players who can now, like, okay, I'm in this great form, I can now win a major get that monkey off my back and you know get on with the rest of my career absolutely I mean I think I see it as an inevitability more than anything else I don't think there's any doubt that he will win a major I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he'll win more than one I don't, I don't think he's got to the stage of being a monkey on his back yet no he's much younger than you think he is as well because yeah, he's, yeah. he's only 24 still yeah He's been around but it's just, it's just one of those guys, if the, the sooner you can do it, yeah. the, you know, the well, it's turning into a bit with Ricky Fowler who's getting that way and he's getting mm-hmm. on a bit. Ricky Fowler's, what, 28, yeah. 29 now? Yeah, yeah. Getting, yeah. getting on a bit. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> Is he getting on a bit? Getting on a bit in terms of majors, <laughs> the way it's going at the moment. But, um, but yeah, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen at some point, very soon. I mean, he's always soon. there in majors as well, isn't he? I mean, the number of top tens that he registers in majors is very impressive. Yeah, so um, Matsuyama was second at the US Open... Did he finish top 10 at the Open? No, I think he's 15, 14, 14. Just now, he had a four, had a V up and down. Um, he opened the final round with a triple. Yeah, that was great when yeah. I had money on him. Yeah, I think he's uh, 11th, maybe, at the Masters. So, yeah, yeah he's still had a decent year, hasn't he, really? Uh, so, well, he th- I think one that we're really looking out for. Let's talk about the favourites, maybe, uh, for the USPGA as well, before we talk about anything else. Jordan Spieth, let's talk about him. Finished 12th. Uh, this week just gone, I think. I lived just outside the top ten. Um, I mean, the Open Championship was one of those ones. Um, actually, Gazbin has come back. He said Jordan for the last major of the year. Got to be surely. I, I really think he's going to be. He's basically obsessed with doing something historic. And if he wins the USPJ, he'll be the youngest person ever to win to complete the Grand Slam. Yep. He'll be twenty-four years and one month. Tiger was twenty-four years and six months when he won the two thousand US Open. I think. So, and he's the kind of bloke, you know, will rise to the occasion and is very much motivated by putting his name in the history book. So I can see him very much there or thereabouts, absolutely. Also, it's his first opportunity to win the Grand Slam. I think two of the other guys who have won it previously have done it on their first opportunity, Mm. although... And it's not, you know, it's only three weeks after he won the Open as well. It's not like the big build-up for the Masters with Rory and it's all talking about whether he's going to do... I mean. It's no time for him no, to get bogged down in no, that. That's a really it, good it's, point, yeah. He's in great form, he'll just keep it going. And, you know, when the major's around, he's, yeah. he's always there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's just holding, standardly holding 25, 30 footers at Burke down. His ball striking stats are as good as they've ever been. Yeah. So it all adds up to someone who's probably going to be in contention. Jamie Cook has said Charlie Hoffman to break, make a breakthrough at the PJ Tour. It's yeah. been scary close in half the tournaments this year. Yeah. He's uh, hitting the ball so yeah. well, isn't he? Yeah, both third and second in his five, last two yeah. PGA Tours. His iron, iron play yesterday was fantastic yeah. as well. I do always think that Hoffman's going to be one of those guys who's he doesn't maybe finish, gets doesn't to the top five off, or top ten, but yeah. just doesn't seem to do it. He does has won a few PJ Tour events, obviously, and done well, but uh, I do wonder if he's going to do it at the majors. Matt Dumble, I don't think either Rory or Dustin will win this year at Quail Hollow. I don't think Dustin will. 
but I think Rory's got a good chance. Why not? Because he was obviously, when we first started doing these this year, he was going to be number one for the rest of his life, according to you. Yeah, but he's, he's not fully recovered from his injury, physically or mentally, as far as I can see. He's not getting through the ball as well as he used to. Uh, before the injury, his form recently has been iffy for him. Uh, I don't think he's had a top ten for a while. don't think he's got much cause for McQuell Hollow either. So that's no chance. Well, when there's so many people around him who have much more compelling arguments for success than him, as far as I can see, the likes of McIlroy, the likes of Speed. So yeah, so let's go, let's jump straight to the, to the man who is the favourite to win this week. He's six to one. That's Rory McIlroy. The reason for that is he is got incredible record at Quail Hollow. He won his first PGA Tour event there when he shot. I don't know what he shot in the final round, but he came from miles. I think. Yeah, he came from miles back. Um, he's done well again uh, in the past as well, in the not so distant past as well. So, um, is he going to do it? Is Roy going to win for the f- his first major in how many years? Since the 2014 PJ. Yeah. Mm. Is he going to win? Well, it's it's set up very nicely for him, isn't it? This course he absolutely loves. Um, won twice there. It's his best chance for a long time. I mean, I, he can't. He's going to be up there. But so many changes made this year, whether it be you know clubs, caddies, yeah. Hopefully it will come together this week. Yeah, but, uh, and he's, he's on the back. So he's, he was top five at the Open. He was fifth again uh, this week. He is amazing at finishing in the top ten, uh, just as Matsuyama is. Um, I do think that he it could, it could be his week this week. He just mm. seems seems to be a bit more relaxed. Having mm. his mate on the bag has really seemed to calm him down. He just, just seems to be enjoying himself. Well, two wins at Quail Hollow, a runner-up finish, a course record. He shot the tournament low in 2015, 21 under par. It's one of those golf courses where low scores generally win. I think the highest ever winning score is eight under. And that suits McIlroy down to the ground because he's got to be aggressive, which he really enjoys doing. And he'll be hitting a lot of drivers off tees and he's mm. driving the ball right. exceptionally well. He drove fantastically the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's four par fours over 490 yards, but does that matter when you're hitting 350-yard drives and a wedge into the green? Mm. They will have changed the, well, they changed the course a little bit since the last time they played the PJ Tour event there. Um, and they will make it harder due to it being a major. But I think Rory is quoted as saying that he's played it and it's, you know, there are changes, but essentially it's the same course. Yeah. And it's just a 524 yard opening hole as well. Nice Indeed. gentle start. Half all that is, I should say. Uh, Elliot Heath says Imagine if Spieth, Rory, and Hideki are battling it out on Sunday live on the BBC. Wouldn't that be great for be the great. game? Yeah, that's the thing. All these, all these names we band about as, you know, potential world number ones. Actually, seeing a couple of them go down go the head stretch, to head in a major, we haven't had that yet. Hasn't, hasn't worked out that way for a, no. for a long time. I mean, Spieth and Kuchar did obviously battle down at, uh, at Birkdale, and they were that was that was incredible. We haven't Spieth had a DJ or McIlroy going, yeah, yeah. You know, we do, we do. It would be incredible. I mean, that would be incredible anyway. But I think uh, you know, whoever it is, if it's as long as it's a, a good tournament, uh, I think the US Open really petered out in that yeah. final round. No one could. Keep up the cup, cup, but um, that was happening just as it came off the red button and onto regular television. That'd be fantastic. Time. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other things here. Alistair Fordyce says hello. Hi there. How you hello. doing? Uh, David Pay says Spieth. If the first round is sound, uh, Spieth is usually a good person who, if he gets a lead, gets, does ha- yeah. hold on to it. Uh, Matt Dumble again. Thomas Peters for our top ten. I was going to mention Thomas Peters. He's fifty to one. He was driving the ball yeah. really well yesterday. Yeah. He seemed to be short game, which was letting him down. Whereas on Saturday, his driving wasn't great, but then he actually uh, got up and down out of some places. I do think he has the the right game to do oh, very well at Quail Hollow because of the distance he 
possess is off the tee um, at 50 to 1 I think he's going to be in my team is he still 50 to 1 That's he was this about right an hour ago when I looked so um, man he's got all the tools he just needs them to come together one week but he's plenty good enough to win a major championship so we've mentioned Rory we've mentioned Thomas Peters are there other Brits or Europeans yeah. that we think could do well I think to, I mean Tommy Fleetwood's he got all the headlines before the Open and I think that may well have been part of the reason that he didn't perform he had a bit more pressure there he's still in great form you know that's it's only three weeks since then I think he's 66-1 I think that's a great shout I think he's carried on his ball striking is as good as ever which suits his course so yeah I think Fleetwood you could argue Casey as well that was the one I was going to mention he just unfortunately doesn't win golf tournaments would be the massive negative against Paul Casey he won once in the PGA Tour in 2009 that's it uh, but, but he's a top ten machine again. A good shot each way. Yeah. I don't he's know what he's odds are. with the putter. His odds are probably as, a little bit shorter than Tom's Peters, yeah. which is a bit odd. Probably uh, same as Rose. He's just really dodgy on the greens at the moment, so he can't really go anywhere near him. Well, certainly, I wouldn't anyway. But I'd say Casey slash Fleetwood would be the best shot. What about someone like Rafa Cabrera Bello? Um, it didn't have a particularly good weekend just gone. Did he not uh, prop up the field at one point? Pretty much. So, uh, But he has been doing very well in the majors and uh, obviously did well at the Open and won the Scottish Scott. Open. Uh, you can make a case for him again. I won't be going anywhere near Cabrera Bello. The man I will be going Go on. all in on is Webb Simpson. Do you want to know why? Please. Number one, he's had three top 14s in his last three starts. Number two, he's got an excellent short game. Number three, he's about third on the PGA Tour. Hang on, can, can we... Can, right, okay, you did one... To the, what was the first one? First one. Said, three top 14s. Three top, three top 14s. Fourteens. Including two top 10s in his last three starts, okay. including a 14th. The second one is he's got a good short game. Good short game. Brilliant... I was looking for stats here. Brilliant approach plays. Like fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes game. Let's the stats. Screen. Stats. Second at Quail Hollow in 2015, okay. and he lives on the golf course and is a member. He lives on the golf course? He, in li- a he lives in a mansion behind the 70th tee. Now that's... You should have led with that. Yeah. Don't, that <laughs> don't was... lead with he's got a good short game. So we like Webster's because he lives... He's, this is it's his back garden. Yeah. He's got... That, that's... That's a, that's a, a major yeah. being played in his back garden, and he's got some good form and the, the stats got, are decent. He likes golf. Nice he owns a pair. Nice of, he owns his own pair of yeah. golf shoes. He's got his own golf. And he's 125. Oh, and also, yeah, he's he loves playing. So there. have some of Webb Simpson. That's okay. no. That, that now I'm interested in that. I think that could even make his way into the better tips this week. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, other things we're going to chat about. Is anyone? Said, oh, West, Adam Black saying Lee Westwood top ten. We're talking about Brits Westwood. I don't know if his, his head is... I'm it, afraid I've done with Lee Westwood in the majors at this point. No. He's also having a few off-course issues and bits and pieces going on with him, so you never know, he could, he could do well, but um, we'll wait and see. One other guy I was going to say, is I've just remembered, is Ross Fisher. Mm. Ross Fisher, mm. his game should suit a course. Again, you know, long hits, long drives, a really good uh, uh, long game. But did, had a really good first round at WGC and then fell away a bit. But uh, I do. I think he he would be a decent each way bet as well. He's, I think, 125 to 1 as well. Yeah. He's probably one of the best drivers of the golf ball in the game, globally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, would, I would agree with that. So, uh, yeah. The other things we need to chat about, the Women's British Open, IK Kim won. Uh, yeah. Some other good uh, performances uh, as well from some of the Brits. Uh, Nick, you are our women's golf correspondent. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> Any comments? First, uh, first major in the 47th attempt. And redemption after, if you remember, she missed a 14-inch putt on the final green at the 2012 Craft Nabisco and then subsequently lost out in the playoffs. That was quite harrowing for her. So good to see her finally get over the line. Uh, she's who, won- was, who finished second, Nick? Can you remember? 
Uh, Jodie, I can't pronounce her surname. You worked in Shadoff, I've got it written <laughs> down here. Uh, she, uh, she's, she's an English uh, lady and she shot the course record which Michelle Weird uh, shot on the first round. Uh, and it's a, as a kind of a segue, she's now made it into the European Solheim Cup team. Uh, which and the Solheim Cup teams were announced uh, at the weekend as well and this morning. Uh, and Nick, I believe you've got some stats on that as well? Uh, yeah, fine. I was just looking, I think... My, I can see them written down. So. My, my immediate reaction is that the USA have a much stronger side on paper. Uh, I just did some quick maths. They have 31 combined Solheim Cup appearances. Europe has 24, and a third of those have come from Suzanne Peterson. And it's on American soil. So I think that it's very much in the United States' favour. It's, it's, it's definitely, having looked at the teams, the USA have got a full of names that we've all, we all know, and they've all had, as you say, great experience in the Solheim Cup. The thing with the exciting thing about the European team is they've got loads of youngsters in there, and they all are playing well, um, which sometimes can be the thing which, you know, is the difference, you know. It doesn't matter who the name is. If it's just a better golfer, then they're going to do well. And there's loads of young... Uh, Brits in there as well. It's really good to see. Really. It is. It is. No, it's great to see the likes of Georgia Hall and Florentina Parker getting to the side and playing really well. Uh, yeah, and Charlie Howell, of course, has has done really well in Solheim Cups in the mm. past. She's going to be the talisman now, almost, of yeah, that yeah. team. Seventy-five percent winning percentage, I think, last time out. <laughs> Stat. Um, beat Paula Creamer on debut in in two thousand thirteen, five and four when she was. What, 19 years old? And having mentioned Paul Quinn, Paul Quinn doesn't make the American. She doesn't make it. No, she's been left out from the wild cards. I think she's made six appearances, so it's a pretty big name to be leaving out. But and she was, used, she was the, usually the talisman of that team. Yeah. She really led the, I know there's other people in there who can take up that mantle. Michelle Wee, of course, being one of them. But there's enough experience there. So she did obviously didn't feel like she required a pick because there's enough experience already without her. So. And do you think I have a feeling that she'll be part of... The captain setup. Uh, I think I think she would, she'd obviously be um, inked in to be a, a captain in the in the future. So uh, very nice. Yeah, I know. Well played, indeed. Well played. Uh, right. Uh, going on to other things. So, any other things we want to say about the USPGA? Uh, any other names that we want to? We want. Oh, James Lucas said the USA don't stand a chance in the Solheim Cup. Yeah, I, I beg to slightly with that one, but I admire your optimism. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, where will you be watching the USPGA this week? Annoyingly, uh, I'm an. I'm very happy for my friend who's getting married. <laughs> I'm very glad to be going to Spain for the wedding, but unfortunately, I'm flying out on Wednesday evening and flying back on Sunday evening, so I'm pretty much going to miss the entire. Did you miss the uh, US Open? I missed the US Open as well reason. for a similar reason. Yeah. And you were a festival? No, you weren't a festival. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, what about yourself? You're not going on any other family uh, holiday this week. Well, one of the you know few high points this week is it means we'll never go camping again as a holiday, as a family so uh, yeah I'll be feet up in front of the TV watching it. Excellent, um, excellent stuff well if you uh, are able or even unable to watch the PGA do um, do keep abreast of the situations going on there by checking out the Golf Monthly website and all our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and uh, we will chat about who won uh, next Monday so until then thanks for uh, your time and uh, we'll see you later.